G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Want to win in life's challenges? To know the will of God and have more passion for Him? Practical help right now with Tark Barna and Running With Fire. You probably don't need me to tell you, but one of the greatest threats to Satan's territory is the unity of God's people. Throughout Scripture, we're told over and over again the power of unity uh, to release the favor and the blessing of God. Psalm 133, verse 1, how good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. Psalm 133, verse 3, it is as if the Jew of Hermon was falling on Mount Zion, for there the Lord commands his blessing, even life forevermore. Deuteronomy 32, verse 30, one man can chase a thousand, two united can put 10,000 to flight. Matthew 18, 19, again I say, if two of you agree on earth, about anything you ask for, it will be done for my, for you by my Father in heaven. Power of unity. Saying here that even if just two saints can agree, God, they're going to see so many more answers to prayer. Unity doesn't just increase our spiritual authority, it multiplies it. It doesn't just double it, it multiplies it. Unfortunately, the enemy has understood this sometimes even better than the church. We see this in the Tower of Babel, Genesis 11, 1 to 7. Now, the whole world was had one language and a common speech. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves and not be scattered over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower that the men were building. The Lord said, now watch this. Indeed, the people are one, united, and they have one language. And this is what they begin to do now. Now, nothing they propose to do will be withheld from them. Come, let us go down and confuse the language. They will not understand each other. What the scripture passage is saying is that when people are one, one language, united, God says nothing they propose to do can be withheld from them. No surprise then that the devil fights unity in the church in families, in marriages, with all his might. How does he do it? His key weapon, accusation, criticism, judgment. So how Satan snares us into the ministry of accusation and criticism is sometimes or often through insecurity because it causes people to become possessive, territorial, The insecure are threatened by anything they can't control. So it's easy to justify attacks on others, but at the root of it is often our insecurity. And one of the things we do, I think we all do, we can criticize others more successful than ourselves because it makes us feel insecure. It makes us feel that they're better than us. There's a whole lot of different reasons why We accuse people, criticize people, and sometimes I think we just need to look a bit deeper into our own hearts and say, why am I doing this? Why am I saying this? 
and often it's our own issue. <laughs> and I wonder sometimes whether my issue is a bigger problem than the thing that I'm accusing the other person of. And uh, so sometimes we need to look back, look deeper into our own hearts, especially if we're leaders, because we need to be free of being territorial or being caught up in self-preservation, um, you know, having it our way. Because if we don't deal with it, uh, then that ministry of accusation is going to be like a seed that's going to be sown into the people around us and those that we lead. Jesus is a challenging example in all of this. Think about this. He knew Judas was going to betray him. He knew Judas was a dirty, rotten rascal going to betray him, send him to the cross. But he knew that, right? And yet he never told the disciples about Judas. He didn't say, watch out for Judas. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. So he saved the disciples three years of bitterness, accusation, and judgment about Judas by not telling them what this person was like. If that doesn't challenge you, I don't know if anything ever will, but that challenges me to the core, that Jesus led the way. And I imagine what Jesus did for Judas was more on the long lines of intercession and not accusation. Tark Barna is the Senior Pastor of Church Unlimited in Auckland, New Zealand. For more information, to make contact or to listen again, look for Running With Fire at our website, vision.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.